Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yes! It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. I think I lost the lung, so I'll have to do the rest of the podcast with just my right lung, but that's okay. I've got two. Yeah, I think you lost it for a minute. You're right, really trying to hit that that last yo note. I was. Diablo. I was. I wanted to go there. I wanted to go yonder. Very. Yo, very, um, <laughs> Yeah, you're like belting out that song like, like, like J-Lo over here and shit. Oh. Uh, let's just say uh, I'm J-Yo. 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 J-Yo in the his ass. I'm inspired. We're going to talk about it. We've seen a lot of La J-Lo recently. And actually, we got to saw her. It got to, if I could talk, we got to see her. You got to, um, saw, you got to saw, got, saw her. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's look. I'm on two hours of sleep. Like two talk. <laughs> uh, so if my grammar this episode is off, <laughs> forgive me. Just rock out with me. You know what I meant, right? Okay. So we actually got to see her, which we have yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. the opening night of the Tribeca Film Festival. Should we just right, just get right into it? Like, there's no need to roll out any mm. kind of red carpet, right? Just get into it. Um, well, oh, no, uh, we do have to say where we are. We have to say where we are before we like do that. Although you know where you are because you're the one that got here. Uh, but thanks for joining us at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, hi, I'm your friend. I'm dressed in purple today. No reason. Rachel La Loca. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not J Lo, but I'm J Fern. Ooh, not <laughs> J Lo, but J Fern. A good one, uh, Ferns, or I can go like you know, I went to letter less J Fern just to keep it, you know, the least amount of letters as possible, um, for the J Lo joke, but um, yeah, mm. and who else is here? Um, Mr. Frank Nibs from, from Washington Heights, yeah, yeah, yep. Frank, speaking of Washington Heights, yes. that's where this premiere of J Lo's new documentary, yes, on the first night of the Tribeca Film Festival was held. Woo! In none other than Washington Heights. Yes. Woo-hoo. Let's wow. discuss. Let's just discuss how the heck Tribeca. Yes. I want to hear it, man. Washington I didn't get to go, but I want to hear this, guys. Talk to me. Talk to me. How was it? That was exciting in and of itself. Yeah. Go ahead, Jamie. So it was held, the premiere was held at the United Palace Theater. Oh, yeah. Right down the block from me, yo. Yeah. United right Palace. Right down the block from you. Yes. And for the people that know, it's right across the street from Malegon Restaurant. Mm-hmm. You want to get the Yeah, yeah. And the, the Chinese store across the street, too. Good Chinese food across the street, man. Yo, but people got to like, get the visual of Malecon real quick. Those people who are outside of New York City, you know those places with the chickens on the rotisserie, like rotisserieing in the window that's malecon the chickens are on deck they're on rotation so it's like right. spinning chickens it's great yeah mm. it uh, you're immediately hungry just looking at their windows window <laughs> shopping but um spinning chickens oh so good so this theater is an old school theater it's like it looks like straight out of yeah it's know, in the, the movie belly it's in the movie belly it's from the 1920s it's beautiful Ooh. architecture and um, it wasn't showing movies for a while. And then all of a sudden, like in the last year, you know, a few years, they slowly but surely had screenings. 
Um, shout out to Lin Manuel, who's yeah. actually yeah, his dad, man. I, yeah, they they're a big part of why there's there's screenings there again. I think yeah. He actually shout out paid. to Michael Fid- well, Michael Fiddlestein. Uh, Michael shout out to uh, shout out to M- uh, Mino Loda too. That's doing shout her thing. Shout out to Mino. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a bunch of people that are responsible for like kind of this theater coming back to life. But Lynn actually like put some money into the them replacing their their screen their um like the restoration yeah yes. restoration right so and now you can see all these great movies and he has uh he has these summer screenings uh you know every other month um showing old classic movies they showed yeah. the right thing recently he's gonna they have spielberg to sh- bro he's gonna have spielberg they, spielberg gonna be up in there they're about to spielberg show is coming to the heights yo what? it's crazy um, he's going a, more and more north believe he, it, yo. This he is crazy he was shooting West Side Story in Harlem, and now he's working his way north to the Heights. Next thing you know, he's going to be in Riverdale, Dang. chilling in Wyo, going to Sue's Rendezvous and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that place even and still then, open? you know, eventually the Bronx. <laughs> I, Spielberg and Money Spielberg are in, in Bronx, Mount Vernon. <laughs> I, that's cool. Jamie, tell me, please. I want to know. Talk to me. Anyway, so yeah, so that's the kind of a breakdown of that, of that theater. Now... Uh, me, Rachel ended up going to the JLo. Um, she has a new documentary on Netflix, yes. um, and they premiered it in this theater, yes. United Palace. Yes. And it was the first day of the, um, Tribeca Film Festival. And, and even De Niro came out wow. to introduce. was on stage. Yo, yo, yes. I never seen the heights like that, man. There was security up in there. It was like, yo, it was like a, it was like an Oscar premiere, bro. Look, they look crazy out there. Yeah, they yeah. even had that little indoor kind of like where you people go in and, and they pose for the pictures. Yeah. And step, step and, and repeat. repeat. They had all that shit. So yeah, look very... was balling that day, yo. yo. Hollywood in the Heights. Hollywood in the Heights. Yo, I got to shout out somebody else who was there actually on the red carpet. One of our friends, friends of the room, Ramon Pesante was out there shooting oh, the red carpet. He was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he was shooting Arrivals for Netflix, so we love that. Ramon is getting getting those jobs. Shout out to him. Um, All but right. Yo, you know what's exciting? My mom was so proud. She's like, because the next day, La J-Lo's dress came out, the beautiful black V-cut yeah. thing that she was wearing. And my dad was like, oh, I saw Jennifer Lopez. She looked great. And then my mom was like, your daughter was there. Your daughter saw the dress in persona. Your daughter was there. Tell your daughter you're proud of her for seeing the J-Lo's dress in person. I'm like, oh, you're proud of me for seeing J-Lo's dress in person? That's what you're proud of me for? I'm so confused nice. here. Um, but that was funny. Uh, so let's talk about the films, shall we? Halftime? Yes, please, guys, tell me. Please. Halftime was um, a double meaning because it, mm. it focuses on her getting ready for the halftime, the Super Bowl halftime show that she performed in. And also it's, she's, it started when on her 50th birthday, so she's in the halftime of her life as well. Yes. So that was the double meaning. Um, it was interesting. I mean, I think that right when after I saw it, I felt like, it's one of these, like, and it's kind of a thing now where a lot of these celebrities and even athletes um, are doing these documentaries, and it's like a long infomercial about the doc about the artist. It's like, yes. it's like, it's basically like giving you a history of the artist, and they have um, 
you know they're in the editing room basically you know what i mean like you know Ooh. it's not like someone doing a documentary and then like they they completely edit it the way they want to like you can tell that jlo had her hand in what she wanted you know, to see what she wanted people to see and not see and it was very it's very strategic and there's nothing wrong with that i think it's that doesn't make it less entertaining i think it was actually very entertaining and um and it was just it was interesting to see her prepare and for this halftime Super Bowl show. So what's um, up with the beef with her and Shakira? What was that about? All right, yeah, Rachel, Frank, why yeah, you gotta Rachel. say beef? Why you gotta say beef? You know, I we're mean, trying to I don't know. The next a day, like, perspective. I mean, this is what this movie I mean, it blew up the next day, this whole thing with her and Shakira. So tell me what the movie, you know, what she do in the movie say. Like it just blew up. Well, apparently in the film, she talks about how there really wasn't the need to share the halftime stage at the Super Bowl with two Latinas. That the Ooh. power of J-Lo's discography and everything she's recorded, her shows in Vegas, her performances from Soup to Nuts, her presentations would have been sufficient. That was her POV. And she came at it from the angle of sort of F-U-N-F-L for even proposing that, for even proposing that they are to share these uh, 14 minutes, or I think it was even less after all was said and done. But how dare the NFL say that the state that the stage has to be shared by two Latinas for the first time a Latina's even making a presentation from the NFL Super Bowl stage. Let's discuss. That, now, now, don't take it out of context because we could talk about that all day here. And I know Jay, I know what Jamie's going to say, not just because we <laughs> talked about it before the show. I know what Jamie's going to say because, you know, J-Lo has a reputation. Let's keep it 100. As, as Frank would say, let's keep it a stack. J-Lo has yeah. a representation. Uh, a representation. J-Lo has, I told you, I'm on two hours of sleep. The words just aren't coming out right. J-Lo has a <laughs> reputation. Um, for a couple of things. Um, right. so, so let's talk about that. But I would love all bias aside, to be quite honest, like on the strength of this film and you guys knowing the Super Bowl and us knowing the halftime show, what do we feel of that sentiment? Did we need two Latinas? Did we need Shakira and J-Lo to pull off an incredible halftime show at the Super Bowl? Well, as Jamie was saying, it's a big, it, it was, a, I think it's a big stage and they both could have shared it, you know, it probably, I mean, to me, it came off a little, a little catty maybe, you know, so, you know, towards Shakira as a fellow Latina, but I don't know, it's, it seems kind of weird to me, but I mean, again, you know, we said it, you know, that's JLo, she has a personality, she has an ego, she has a strong, you know, that's, you know, Jamie said it earlier, that's part of, that's part of maybe her whole persona, you know, that's what drives her maybe, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think you can see that sh this performance has been a lot to her. I mean, and she takes her music a lot more, a lot, very seriously. Like, I don't think I knew that before the documentary, how, like, serious mm. she does. The, she takes the choreography and uh, everything that goes on in the actual stage show she's responsible for and this and that. So she's, she's very hands-on. Mm. Um, and I think because of that, she was she wanted the stage for herself i'm wow. like yeah. to me i'm like it's a super bowl why not have her and shakira you know what i'm saying like i mean yeah we love you know j-lo got hits but you know I, I don't think it's a bad thing for them to want to have as you know as many stars like i was saying um the last uh the most recent super bowl had a bunch of hip-hop stars you know had dr right. dre and and snoop dogg and and um 
Eminem, and then even some R&B stars like Mary J. Blige. So, you know, you could have a, a halftime show like that, or you could have a, a straight-up solo one like The Weeknd. Just, it was just him. The weekend. Um, you, yeah. You could argue that yeah, you know, the weekend got, uh, you know, the stage to himself. Why not J-Lo? So, uh, look, I mean, I guess it depends, you know, where you want to, if you, if you want to complain, if you're J-Lo. Yeah, we go all day on this guy. She's we a could... diva. Um, and I'm using diva in a positive sense. She's, you know, like the Mariahs and the, and the Beyonce's. It's like they're divas. They're going to want what they want. And they right. don't get it. They're not going to be happy. So I'm pretty sure she she wanted the stage all to herself, but I, I you know I think at the end of the performance she was happy with how it turned out, and I think her and Shakira um, actually you know worked well together in that in that in that performance. So I agree. You know, but look, she's showing you everything, and I mean she's showing she's showing you not everything maybe, but she's showing you a little bit of that of that side of like her you know uh being pissed off initially and and you know um i'm pretty sure she knew she was gonna get criticized for that you know and now look the next day everybody want to focus on Blue oh up. j-lo was talking shit about Shakira, but it really wasn't technically like that she just right. she just felt she she felt a little offended that she couldn't do uh the show that she would want to do if it was just her now she had to cut shit down Everything like that, but I wonder how Shakira um, took that. I think it's a perfectionist. I think it's just the I think it's just the perfectionist talking in her. I don't mm. think it was anything specific to for Shakira. And look, who knows what Shakira was saying on her end? You know, you know, you didn't get to. She probably was like, oh, yeah. Why I got to share my yeah, hits on yeah, yeah, stage yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah. someone else? She yeah. was like, it's all a la 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 la. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. La 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 la. I do the worst Shakira. Um, holler at Karina Ortiz. Karina Ortiz probably does the best Shakira I think I've ever heard. Yeah, shout out to good. Shout out to Karina. Yo, but let me let me let me just say this. Universe, hear me. For the day to come. Where I have enough funding to make a film to say fuck you to the people that have been hating on me in my career. Because that's what La J-Lo did. Okay? You're right. I completely agree. She was on the editing floor. She, I didn't remember in the credits what her, you know, how many things she did in the film. But she gave a big F you to the NFL. She also gave a big F you to South Park. You know, and and not for nothing. Okay, maybe she did pull out my sympathy cords a little, but like I did feel a little bad for her. South Park has notoriously been making fun of her acting on their on their show for forever. Wow. Yeah, and well, I mean, there was that one. Yeah, that one specific episode. I mean, look, South Park. They don't give a f though. Yeah. Wow. And and who else was it? It was the NFL. It was South Park. She shouted out um, some of the people that have uh, and and like journalists. Like there was a whole part of the film where you feel bad about this this crazy reputation of being a bad actress that surrounds her. It's really fucked up. Um, and also, you know, receiving all the the what are those awards, Jamie? The Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, the Razzies. The Razzies. The Razzies. Yeah, yo, that's got to hurt, bro. That's got to hurt. Yeah, I mean, also with her singing, a lot of people dissing her voice and stuff like that. Right, uh, I think mm-hmm. she's a better actress than a singer, you know? <laughs> right, I think, yeah, I mean, again, I feel like this documentary, yeah, like she, I didn't get the, the whole caddy part or Shakira, I don't think that was a, that didn't, 
I think people were focusing on the wrong thing. I think the the, doc, the interesting parts of the documentary, the most interesting ones, was her being talking about her rise to the to, from a fly girl, you know, um, growing up in the Bronx. Oh, we you love know, that story. Talking about, yeah, even talking about how her mom used to like kick the shit out of her when she was younger. Like there was Man, a whole point there. Um, you know, because she was at this point in her life where you know she just was like, "I'm out. I want to follow my dreams." Oh, she must like have that. been caliente when um, she was seventeen, eighteen. She must have been a headache. Oh my god! And then she uh, became yeah, a fly girl. She you know, must have been mother. Must have had to slap up a few times. And, and that's then, the real. That's the shit that shows that she, the real her. You know, the real J Lo, not just the person that we we see in the tabloids, right? And so, right. um. That I thought those were the most uh, the things that were most effective in the documentary. I also want to call out one more thing from the documentary is that J-Lo also pointed out the team effort it takes to get an artist from the chair to the seat at the Oscars, at the Globes. Um, And I think that's deep because she shouted out the team. We saw Chef Kelvin up in the documentary. Shout out to him. He had that quick cameo. I saw him too at another event. Quick cameo. And, And I also feel that that's deep because you're riding with this artist, whether you're in the entourage, you're on the PR team, acting coach, singing coach, hair and makeup. Nails, behind the scenes, behind hem- the scenes, like hemorrhoid wiper. Like, I don't know, whatever you do, <laughs> you're part of that team, and everybody is like built up to win or to get the nomination. It must be incredibly disappointing to have JLo come back without the win after mm. putting all that work as part of her team, as part of her crew. I felt that moment in the documentary as well. And I love feeling that because that is so Latina. Okay. We, we do this as a team, baby. Okay. You think I did all this by myself? No, mm. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> Well, no, shout out yeah. to people who helped me with my nail, you know, but um, <laughs> I, I just think that was kind of deep. And I love the passion that the people that work for her have. That was that was depicted in the film as well. Yeah, I was surprised that she was showing how, you know, and not, you know, not using this word, you know, uh, to diss her. But I mean, she was very thirsty in, in this documentary about getting an Oscar nomination. And usually actors are trying, you know, they have their publicists do that, their, their agents and stuff like that. Like, they're not necessarily, like, campaigning um, themselves. You know what I mean? Like, she, she was straight up, like, really... She wasn't hiding the fact that she wanted a nomination. And, like... Wow. I, you know, some people I'm criticize shocked. her for that. But I thought it was... I thought it was interesting because it's, like, a, not everybody... Uh, everybody tries to play it cool during Oscar season. And, you know, and she was just, like... Please nominate me, please. me. Give it please. to me. Give it to me. Please. <laughs> please. I, I, you know, I got bruises from pole dancing for this role. That's what Ooh. she said. Uh, the hustler. <laughs> she said that filming that opening scene was one of the hardest things she's ever done in her life. All eyes were on her. She had to train for it to do this pole dancing. I mean, interesting Dang, stuff all bugging. around. Yeah, but it's, like. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I think she's a good actress. I mean, she, she has gotten into the romantic comedy you know like that's become her thing but the one of her best performances other than selena which everybody loves love um well most people do i mean love some mexican people that that didn't oh. want didn't like her as their own that's a whole different thing but i loved her in out of sight the movie with george clooney 
Um, really? I thought I, she was real good in that movie. I, I, that, I, feel, I wish she would have kind of maybe done more movies like that in that direction. What's the um, one with her and Richard Gere? Oh, um, that she teaches him how to dance, and he, she's like his dancing instructor. I, I forgot like the name. Shall we dance or something, something like that's oh, my favorite. That's one. a throwback. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones of her, and obviously, like you said, Selena. But she's a good actress, I think. Um, uh, better than a singer for me, at least. And I don't know but, about an Oscar. Yeah. I don't know. She, she, I don't does, think she's done Oscar caliber work, right? In my and I think once she she did this role, uh, and. You know, it was probably her first kind of role in a while that that would garner some Oscar buzz because those romantic comedies aren't. You know what I mean? Right. And she just went full like, yo, like she was, you know, really like, uh, I mean, it didn't help that the Golden Globes, you know, nominated her. So obviously at that point, you're like, oh, I have a good chance. You think you're going to be nominated, right? But she put all her eggs in the Oscar basket. And it's like, you can't really do that because you're probably going to get disappointed. Like, that's how right. that's. But um, I'm, I thought it was interesting that she showed that she wasn't afraid to, to, show the, to show the audience the vulnerability there. And that definitely, like you said, sometimes is, it's tugging the heartstrings yeah. maybe a little too much. But it's also showing kind of her kind of getting dissed, right? On camera. And the real and so, side like, of J-Lo. Yeah. Like, there are real emotions there, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought that that was deep, too. The the feeling of disappointment, we all know it. And you just think that J-Lo doesn't feel it as deep as we do. But apparently in this film, she did. And she does. Uh, so I think that this is interesting. And I like the approach, yo. Why not? Just, you know, get a film going, putting people on blast. So telling your real story. And uh, what did she say in the film? That she's just getting started at 50. I love that too. Man, well, she's yeah, I mean, look, she's making, you know, she's inspiring, you know, I, I'm pretty sure she's trying to inspire Latinas and, but she's also inspiring over 50, you know, women over 50 or, or you know, and everybody over 50, like that she's, she still has that kind of um, like that energy, vibrancy, like that, that the life, vibrancy, the energy, the motivation, the you know, to 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 kind of keep keep doing everything at a high level, or, or at least a, a level, you know, her level of high, like what she would want to. Um, so you know, I give it props. It, it did what it had to do. It was entertaining throughout. I wasn't bored. Um, you know, it, it might have been trying to stuff a little bit too much of like how she gets abused by the media. That then, you know, she kind of like doesn't really talk about relationship stuff. I think A Rod was like they showed him in one split second video. <laughs> oh, oh, like, I forget that she dated A Rod now because now she's back with Ben. Is like I'm like, oh shit, yeah, she did date A Rod for like two years. But um, how her daughter was a, a big. Yeah, I was stalking her daughter them. was in it a lot in the documentary a lot. So you see how close they are. Mm-hmm. Is Mark uh, in it? Mark Anthony? Nah. nah, nah, nah wow. Nah. Okay. Uh, Interesting. So was I Jay, think it's there what she wanted to do. Was JLo there? Was she at the premiere? Yeah. She was. So, Rachel, you can talk about that. Well, that's, yeah, her, she was there. Um, she looked beautiful. She had this black V cut, deep cut dress. And like she incorporated these uh, young dancers in her film who made an appearance at the United Palace and came and danced for everyone on stage. And then they did a lovely presentation to J-Lo at Flowers and it got her emotional. 
And wow. she she was she said that she wasn't going to talk. She wasn't going to speak, but she grabbed the mic and addressed everybody. It was a packed house. Mezzanine and orchestra was all full. And she said thank you. And she was touched. And it was really exciting for her. It must be exciting um, to see a film, you know, like that right. that you put a together. Film, yeah. mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I, I left like... Uh, I took an exit that we weren't supposed to take. So I go out into this side exit. And then a lot of those girls that performed at the end, like they went through that exit as well after they finished. And so um, when I went through the exit, they were there and they were mobbing. And so like out right outside the door to go to the, you know, to the street, like, like they were crowding around. Lin-Manuel was in that, around that area, in that exit. Holy smoke. So I they're didn't even crowding. Know they're, he was there. Yeah, Lay Manuel was there. He was he was in the side edge. So I, I go off this side, the I side exit that him. security was like, you're not supposed to go here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But a friend of mine just went through and he was like, all right, all right, but nobody else. And then I go through and then all I see is Lin Manuel getting mobbed backstage. Oh shit. Oh. Um, by these all these girls that just performed. They're mobbing oh. him like like he's a member of Menudo in the eighties. <laughs> Because all he's the just like kids over were that. probably like, oh my God, it's Mr. <laughs> fucking Encanto. It's Mr. Moana. All the kids probably yeah. love him. Yeah. Uh, they were they were all trying to get selfies with him. And so, oh, um, so like we got, we, I had to wait for that to end. Right. And then they all, finally the door opens outside. I get to go outside. Um, and then I see JLo right when I turn, JLo's going into her SUV. Oh, smokes. Oh. She's like super close to me, but there's like one security guard like separating us. And if I was like a crazy person, I gotta just you know easily, you know, run ran up to her and like hugged her or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but you know, luckily I just stood there like uh Imagine she would have said, you know. Jamie, uh, I'm waiting for you to ask me to be on your Bochincha Bites show. I'm just Mira. waiting. I, why don't you? Hello, I've been trying to get on. You better not talk shit about my movie, though. I tell you that. Um, I heard that. I think she went to the after party. So what up? You guys went to the after party also. Oh, I was at La Marina. Let's talk about that. Talk yes. Come, dime, dime bueno, lo. Frank. Shout out to Netflix. Uh, also, shout out to Alexis over at Netflix. There were buses waiting for us outside of the United Palace to bus oh, us to, to wow. the Hudson. Y'all was chilling. Okay. We showed up at the Hudson. Yeah. There was food everywhere. It was just a networking thing. Photo ops, photo booths. It was real fun. Wow. It was like those, those buses in Chinatown that take you to like Boston and Washington and shit. Yeah. It, it like was I was going on a long trip. I was like, yo, what the fuck? we're just going. All we're going is like 10 blocks, but it's like this big ass bus. It was like a bolt bus. Yeah, are we going to Pittsburgh right now? Where are we going? Um, but it took us to the Hudson. Nice little air conditioned trip, which was very nice. And, nice. Uh, you know, Tribeca Film Festival does it big. The decor was lovely. Food. They had these big, huge paella dishes. I don't do paella. Yeah. I don't do paella. I don't do none what? of that shit. No. They serve paella. Yeah, paella. I think oh it's paella. my god! How was it, Jamie? Because oh I don't, I don't god. eat that stuff. Uh, I'm not a big paella guy either, but it was good. I liked okay. it. Wow. Um, and you know, um, you know, open bar. You know how it is. Shit, man. I love uh, that HBO's doing that's doing events up here in the Heights, just like they did when they did the bachata thing with um, Romeo Santos. I like that they're bringing all these all these events up here. You know what I mean, where the people yeah. really at. You know, 
Shout out to Netflix. Shout out to HBO. Everybody who's doing it and representing and taking it to the communities. These are the communities that are tuning into your shows. So it does feel nice that the events are taking place at the epicenter where the fans are. Um, Nice. Especially for like Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I, I feel and I could be wrong, guys, but like I do feel like maybe she's at a point in her career where she realizes there is a need to give back more and to pay it forward more, you know? So I'm excited to see what comes of this second halftime show of La J-Lo and her life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we don't give her enough credit, you know? She's done a lot, you know? We really look at it in retrospect. So Mm -hmm. maybe she's trying to make a point. And being just like, you know, there's a lot of pressure just being a Latino, Latino or Latina um, celebrity you know, that's well known because people are going to expect things from you that to re- you know what I mean to really rep the culture and if they feel like you're not repping it properly they start cre- criticizing you and and um so you know I feel like it's it's a tough it's a tough spot because there's not a lot of them there's not a lot of a list Latino celebrities mm-hmm. right now um so again you're gonna get people that are gonna criticize the documentary criticize her. But I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought. It, I thought it, it represented her well, and, and um, um, you know, it was entertaining, and it was. Mm-hmm. I, I give it a good grade. And then it was a great night, though. It was fun. Fun, you know, like 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 you know, like you said, Frank. You know, Tribeca Film Festival opening night uptown, like that's pretty. Good. I mean, you were. I mean, I was thinking so you look, were like three, you were like three blocks away from from the uh, from the Hudson. I was like, yo, yo Jamie walked home, man. <laughs> I walked home, man. I walked. It was a late night, but I was like, I knew like, I just, I didn't, you know, I don't have to come on. anywhere. You can't beat that, uh, man. Shit. You can't beat yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, I'm a drink. Look, if I drink, you know, I'll still find my way home, even if I'm Right, right. <laughs> I'm not too far. I'm, I'm not only too five far. minutes away. <laughs> I'm not too far, yeah. And shout out That's to very convenient. Very yo, good. can we shout out everybody that we was hanging out with that night? It was so cool. Shout out to all the comedians in the building, Joanna Houseman, Millie Tamaras. Yeah. Shout out to Juan Bago and shout out to Dennis, who I met that evening. Yeah. Also, shout out to my boy Anthony. We had a really good time. Cool. Wow, you guys were rolling deep, man. Oof. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Nice. Um, so yeah, Frank, I mean, it sucks that you were, you know, you didn't get to go, but did you uh, I think that same night you said that you were actually in a in an actually yeah, a pretty cool man. event. Yeah. Tell us what you you share that doing. real quick. Yeah. I got invited by Paola, Paola Soto, very good friend of mine, you guys know. Um she invited right. me to Lemon and Anderson's event which I uh, I spoke about on on the on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um this event that he had, he was having like a personal event at this um it's a space right next to the Google uh, building that we performed at. Uh, it's right down the block. It's right. It's right near the Apple Store. That the Apple Store on Fort oh, for Fourteenth. Beautiful Lemon place. Lemon is a, f- a former guest on the show. Yes. Um, and also known for being just a, a great poet. I mean, he's a writer too, and all that stuff. Um, he's amazing. In general, but he's yeah, amazing poet and um, remember um, the, you remember the Def Def Jam comedy Def Jam poetry days. Yeah. I- um. Chef Megs was in the building. Um, Chachi was in the building. Her husband, oh, Chef Kelvin, was in the building. Chachi. All former guests. Wow. So it was beautiful. And, you know, Lemon did his thing, as he always does, man. Very powerful. You know, it was Puerto Rican um, uh, weekend, basically, in New York. 
So it felt very inspiring, and he dropped gems, man, you know? You know, he's amazing, you know? Anytime Levin performs, you know, you gotta, you gotta take it all in, man. The guy's, uh, he's on another level. He's on another level, and, uh, and what I love about him is that he pushes Latinos. He keeps on preaching that every time, you know, in his work, what he, what he says, what he preaches, what he speaks about. He's also a teacher, you know? He's talking about being a professor at, you know, Arizona University. Mm. So, you know, he teaches, he, he, like you were saying, you know, Pushing it, giving it forward, you know. He talks Pay about us paying it forward. He pays it forward and teaching the youth and, you know, through the poetry. And, and you know, he mixes it up beautifully with his career. It's amazing what he's doing. Those, those poets know how to command the room, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, with their voice. Basically, like, they just know how to stop. Everybody stop talking and listen, you know. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, um, come on, man. He, he did like an hour of, you know, his poetry. And it's like... And 45 minutes to an hour, like you said, quiet. You know, the room is you could hear a pin drop, you know, when he talks. So it was a good night. I want to give a huge shout out to Paola. She graduated from Columbia, so he brought her up. Woo-woo! You know, oh, wow. yeah. there was a moment for her on stage. Yeah, man. He brought oh, her up. He gave her, he, he gave her, he gave her his, you know, she's been, she's been with him for a long time. So um, that was beautiful. My, my homegirl graduated from Columbia University. So that was a beautiful night. So it was beautiful all around, man. Beautiful. Amazing. School. Yes. Amazing. That whole Yo. weekend was was bopping in New York. We were talking earlier, Jamie. There was the 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 MetLife uh, um, uh, hip hop um, uh, thing that goes on out there. Um, the uh, I don't know if the parade was going on that same week. Um, what else? Um, you had the uh, Randall's Islands had something else going on. So the whole New York City was like on fire that week. Yo, that weekend, it was not only Puerto Rican weekend. I think it was just Latino weekend here in New York City. Latinos were outside. Also, Saturday, June 11th, big shout out to Adam Torres Concerts, who had the Salsa Festival. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Why didn't you? I wanted to go so badly. My God. you. So you had just... No, continue, Frank. I wanted to go so badly. Rachel put up some some stories, <laughs> uh, the, some old school salsa. Ay, mama. You love salsa, Frank. I don't know if you love salsa more or watching girls dance salsa more. I'm not <laughs> both, sure. Both, Rachel, both, both. But both. your Instagram stories sometimes, I mean, I also like to watch people dance salsa. I like to dance salsa, listen to salsa. It's just a beautiful, beautiful music, beautiful dance. Um, but your girl was brought on to do another video to produce another recap video. So, of course, I hollered at my guy, Romel Rodriguez. Shout out to Romel. And we hit up the Barclays Center and we saw some iconic performances. Yo, these viejos, they get down, boy. Yeah, they ain't stopping. They ain't stopping. Jerry Rivera came out and like a tear started to form in my eye. Like his his songs (laughs) are so goddamn romantic. He still looks looks the same, man. He He looks looks, 15 years old. He looks like a kid going through puberty on stage, and his voice is still so angelic. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry Rivera, Andy Montañez. I mean, that's a classic right there. Un verano en Nueva York. Like that. Un verano en Nueva York. Tito Nieves was there. Tito Nieves looks amazing. You know Tito Nieves. Yeah, baby. 
Latinos I like out it loud, like Latinos that. out loud, Latinos out it loud, out loud. Yes. baby. You don't know the remix? Okay. Um, and, <laughs> and Grupo Nietzsche, Ray Ruiz, Luis Enrique, wow. Fruco y Susteso. You know that song? That's like Yo. the fastest salsa song out there. Don't even, I, I mean, if you're not a professional dancer, I don't advise you even attempt to dance that song at a party. You might you're have an aneurysm. You're easily. Yeah. Yeah. Or or heart failure or something. Yeah, it's easily. Just, it's like too fast. <laughs> it's like too fast. Um, and That's then those. Thing. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the thing with salsa is like you don't like. I don't know if there's been any new salsa songs in the last right. They all the old years because we yeah. all. In in like in, Spa- <laughs> in like Spanish parties, they're only playing the, the same songs plastics. from back in the day. Like that's why I I'm love like, them. Are there current salsa popular nah, salsa songs now? They don't make I them. Don't, like I don't this. know so, any. No. Nope. And and I have to just take a moment and say my two favorite performers, my two favorite salsa artists were there. And those are La India and Victor Manuel. And oh as, as always, they just don't disappoint. Can I shout out La India's set real quick? Because I've seen Please. her perform a few times and I've worked with her back in the day when I was at People in Espanol. We brought her on to perform at concerts. She, I don't know if you guys know this, she made a vow to Celia Cruz to keep her memory alive. Yeah, and that's so, a god, like a goddaughter, a godmother, her yes. godmother, right? So at every India show, you will also see Celia. Wow. Whether it's on a video or, you know, somehow Celia is always incorporated into La India's set. Wow. Isn't that's that amazing. so admirable, honorable, yes. and beautiful? Yes. And you know, if, if there's any, if there's anyone I've asked you a hundred times to please get is her. I love her so much. Um, we got to get I her, really, Rachel. She is, yo, ladies, feel me on this. You know, her music is brought in to your playlist at certain times, right? When you just, <laughs> ese hombre que She saved a lot of your hearts too, right? Que <laughs> you know, oh, you just, yeah. 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 Those, those are the that kind one, of songs. She didn't do dancing on the dancing on fire. Uh, oh, that's for freestyle, freestyle day. Songs. That that was music. Yeah, yeah. she on a fire. fire we just yeah. want desire. Yeah, I love I that song. Your, I yeah, that's when she was My doing her freestyle. Damn, yeah. Jamie, you remember that one? Oh. I used to have the LP. I used to have the vinyl of that. Damn, oh Jamie took it back to her days when she first started, bro. <laughs> Yo, that was like, yeah, that was back in the day. You know like, a song I love that she did? Oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, yeah, yeah. Oh, me, yeah, yeah. My dad, oh, me, oh, me. oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, oh, you took it back. That was my joint. Wow. Well, fun Yo. fact, guys. You know, fun fact. She was married to little Louis Vega, by the way. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. They were married for, for a while. So, yeah, yes. she takes it back. And don't forget, she had a, a good, um, you know, musical relationship with my Mark Anthony also. So, mm. oh, yeah. She has, she encompasses like all those, you know, icons, Celia Cruz. She has all that around her, man. She's amazing. That aura, She's amazing. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. So, Rachel, what other genre of, of, of music? Uh, concert festival are you gonna do work on that is there like a country music is there a country music all-stars festival you're gonna work on uh, i am down 
to go and cover any any genre of music, you'd be surprised at my playlist. Like I really, I mean, if I look at my concert repertoire, I've been to like like Billy Joel, Rush, ACDC, you know, and then like Jay-Z, Beyonce. Like I really do love all music. So I would cover country. It's all good. You know, country to me is like the white man's bachata. You know what I'm saying? It's the same like depressing (laughs) stories. My girl left me and I got my accordion and that's about all. And that's like bachata, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, me dejo. You know, it's just the same shit. So I'm down to cover both. (laughs) I'm impressed by how much story they they get, they they have in their songs. There's so much specificity to the society. (laughs) And the doctor told me (laughs) the herpes were permanent. (laughs) I'm like, damn, this is a fucking deep ass song about herpes, yo. But like, they get the whole. It's like they 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 still rhyme the verses together perfectly. I just can't listen to it, but like I respect the the craft of the songwriting, you know? And you guys know oh, I'm man. like a multitasking maniac, right? So I I have not been doing good with exercise the last two weeks. I've been under deadlines and it just it's been impossible to keep up with my fitness regimen. But these oh, concerts, these concerts are hard. Yo, baby, they are. I mean, Romel, you know, Romel is small. He'd be getting into little corners, and I'm just like, no, 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 Mama's gonna have to sit that one out. I cannot fit, you know, because he likes he likes to get really good angles, so he like squeezes his way into like nooks and crannies, and I'm like, uh, nope, I don't fit, and uh, my bones won't allow me to crouch down that low. So, um, I'm, you know, but like we are walking around running in some instances, like when. And Shabaranks threw himself on the audience and was crowd surfing to trailer load of girls. I'm like, wow. we gotta go. Let's get to the stage. <laughs> go, go, go. And we're running to the stage to get the moment of Shaba, you know, crowd surfing. Damn. Um, but it's cardio. So, hey, hire me for your concert needs um, because I'm checking a few boxes here. I'm having a great time listening to the music. I'm doing cardio. I'm wearing my faja underneath it all. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was a confession. Man. That was a confession. Guys, this can is you, my confession. Do you can I ask you a question? When you see a girl wearing a faja, what, what do you how do you feel? Is it okay? Daytime wear, evening wear? Like when's the right time to wear a faja or does it matter? I mean, I thought I thought women always wear a faja when they come out the house. I mean Wow. All my women always have fajas. It's wow. a part of the culture. It's a part of the culture right. to an extent. So so you're yeah. okay with that? It. I respect it. Yeah, I'm I'm, both, I'm seeing guys with fajas now. They're selling guy fajas now, you know? I don't know if you've seen that. It goes up to your breasts over here. You know, you, you got like boobies. You get them up to, you know, up to your, you know, your wow. neckline. Wow. So they got them for the guys now too, you know? The chubby guys can get them too. I think fajas are interesting, especially because of the guests that we have on this show. Maybe she'll come out with a branded line of fajas, you know, and like make them look pretty. Because that's the one thing. Fajas are still not fashionably nice to look at. I have yet to see one that like (laughs) if a man sees you undress and sees that faja underneath, he's like, yeah, baby. No, all the fajas are ugly and they have Uh. buckles and like the tooth and the thing. You got a hook and the the fabric is not sexy and it's sweaty. It's just. Ooh, (laughs) wow. 
All right, guys, before we continue, we have such a sweet treat baked right into the middle of this episode. Yeah, that's right. Everybody put your oven mitts on because we're about to take something sweet out the oven, baby. We're going from the oven to the moon. That's right. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to have conducted a quick interview with two actors that I am such a diehard fan of. Holy moly. I had the pleasure of interviewing Joe Manganiello and Dom. Dominic Monaghan, who are both starring in AMC's new upcoming suspense thriller called Moonhaven. That starts premiering, streaming everything on AMC on July 7th. So guys, check out this interview that I conducted with my friends, Joe and Dominic. Hi, Joe. Hi, Dominic. I'm Rachel La Loca, or just Rachel, from the Latinos Out Loud podcast. It's really nice to have you here. Thank you so much for your time. I think we could just jump right in. So I want to say welcome to LOL. We like to say that we move Latinos forward while making them laugh. Um, But it's really nice to have you on here because you are yet again part of another buzzworthy television show, Moonhaven. So darkness finds its way into Moonhaven. Uh, I'm a spiritual Latina, okay? I have the moon tattooed on my wrist. So. My first question is, did you guys grow up fans of watching or reading science fiction? And did any of that stand out to you while working on Moonhaven? Yeah, I read a lot of science fiction growing up. Um, That was my thing. Science fiction fantasy. That that is what stood out to me about the script was it felt like uh, it felt like a a science fiction novel that I would have read back in high school. You know, it was close enough to our own reality. And I think all the sci fi and the science and kind of the theory of it checked out it's like yeah okay that checks out with me um and then i really like the murder mystery on top of it so there was a great kind of narrative engine driving the whole thing but yeah i'm a, I'm a big sci-fi guy and i grew up with all of it and how about you dominic yeah i like sci-fi too you know obviously a child born in the middle of the 1970s you know star wars was a was a huge thing for me formative in terms of the types of films that i liked and then from there obviously growing up watching things like Dark Star in 2001 and getting into the kind of later Star Trek stuff and then, you know, kind of relatively more recent things like Firefly and Serenity I really like. So uh, I like things that, you know, ask you to kind of exercise your brain a little bit and um, hopefully this is another one of those shows. Yeah, I'm really into sci-fi too, like Dancing with the Stars. Does that count? No, maybe that's not sci-fi. All right. Um, But... (laughs) Okay, Dominic, this is another question you may not have heard before. Not sure. Uh, Our fans and myself would like to know if you've been invited to one of Joe's famous basement Dungeon and Dragons games yet. Oh, you know, Joe and I were actually talking last night because a friend of mine just kind of turned my head to this game called Magic the Gathering, which is kind of a card based fantasy game. And I just kind of assumed that Joe would know it. And when we were chatting last night after the screening, I was like, hey, do you play Magic the Gathering? And Joe's like, yeah, I play it every week at my house. So uh, we've not done a Dungeons and Dragons thing. I did recently, um, well, Mm -hmm. a year or so ago, finish a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I'm trying to get um, a friend of mine to play a kind of version of Dungeons and Dragons based in space, a little bit more of a Star Trek version of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, But yeah, it's one of the few things, it's one of the things that, 
Joe and I uh, bond on, you know, I'm a little bit of a nerd and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm happy to be called a nerd. And, um, you know, it's not that often that you meet someone who's, who's also a kind of card carrying um, nerd about certain things. And, and Joe has things that he's interested in the same way that, that I do. So it's nice. It's nice to have uh, someone who shares some common interests with you, you know. I love that. Now, just final question on the series. Is there an earthly conservation message behind Moonhaven? Maybe we should all uh, live in a better, cleaner Earth. How could we do that? Or maybe it's cool to live on the moon. On the moon. Maybe you guys could tell me, is it a cooler place? Uh, but <laughs> is there messaging behind that in the series? Probably be a good question for, for the people who wrote it. Um, and, and they probably tell you no. I would imagine that the show's the show. And whatever you take away from it is what you take away. But um, I'll be interested to see what people do take away from it, because I do think it is realistic enough to stimulate thought in the way that all great science fiction does. Yeah, that's kind of what I got from the website. There was a really nice message about how we can be better and, you know, conserve the earth. And I I think that that's Mm -hmm. deep. And I love when a show can make that connection, especially for the audience. At least that's what I gathered. Cool. That's great. That's great that it, that it did something for you in that regard. I think our creator, showrunner, Peter Ocko, cares about Earth, cares about his children, cares about, you know, making the right decisions. So if you got that message from it, I, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. And lastly, any messages that you guys took away from working on this show that you'd like to share with us at the Latinos Out Loud podcast? For my character, it's going to be different than what Don took away because, you know, he his character and my character are on very different wavelengths in the show. So... You know, where where he might say the future is possibly better, <clears throat> my character and, and for me and my mentality, it would be humans are going to be humans no matter what and no matter where you put them. So I'm going to have a more pessimistic, cynical view of it. But I'm a character who, you know, I play a character who's from Earth. So um, I spent my whole time in Ireland in that headspace, you know, justifying those things. So it might be a different message and might not be the one that you you're looking for. <laughs> And Dominic, anything to add about what you took away? Well, I'm a relatively, I'm a naturally positive person. You know, I, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of lead with positivity generally. That's just the way that I get through my day. And I think it's same here. Hey, it's an easy way to live your life. You know, I think maybe one of the messages coming through the show, hopefully, is that there are people out there who are willing to think that you know, this is a species worth fighting with and for, for a better future, you know. So fingers crossed that message kind of finds its way into conversations, you know. Awesome. Joe Manganiello and Dominic Monaghan, thank you so much. Moonhaven premieres on AMC July 7th. Congrats and best of luck to you both with all future endeavors, whether on Earth or on the moon. Thanks. I had so much fun talking to Joe and Dominic. It was great. Thank you so much for your time. Make sure to check out Moonhaven, you guys. And now we have a whole other interview. There's so much more left to this episode, right, Jamie and Frank? Hmm. Yeah. Our guest for this episode, she sells a lot of things on her site. I don't think she sells Fajas yet. Maybe she needs to put that into the... Word, in, word, you word. You know, in there. In the, it's cultural, girl. The next creative meeting. But um, it, the her name is Patty Delgado, and she's a CEO of Hija de Tu Madre, which is um, a website. It has, they sell clothing, they sell jewelry. They sell like notepads, you know what I mean? They sell a lot of stuff. 
but it's a very distinctive brand. I... Um, and then, and she talks to us uh, about it on this episode. Um, you know, we started this episode talking about JLo, a Latina woman who, who takes things into her own hands and has created a career out of it. This, our guest, Patty Delgado, has done the same thing. So yep. you want to check out the interview, uh, Rachel? Do you want anything else to add? Um, I think you did a really splendid job. Uh, it's a really exciting interview. Latina empowerment, baby. This is it. Let's go. Brah. All right, you guys, it is now part of the show here at Latinos Out Loud, where we interview someone amazing. Oh, my God. You guys, this is great. <laughs> Frank, Jamie, I love when we talk to creators and everybody has a way of creating. And in this mm -hmm. case, this is through apparel and goodies, things that we wear, things that we can touch. So please put your hands together, your lighters in the air for founder of Hija de Tu Madre, Patty Delgado! Yeah. 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 yeah! What up? I love this intro. <laughs> Pati, como estas? Thank you so much. I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thank Hi. you. Thank you for joining us. The big sign behind you reads, Hija de tu madre. Wow. Now, nice. Yeah. I think off the bat, right, the first question is, Tell us about your company and the name, Hija de Tu Madre. <laughs> Absolutely. So my company is called Hija de Tu Madre. We're an L.A.-based Latina lifestyle brand. We design apparel, accessories, and stationery that are all Latinx-inspired. And I'm an Hija de Su Madre. I feel like the name of the company perfectly describes our customers. These are Latinas that do whatever the heck they want. And it describes mm. the brand and our mission to take up more space and to make Latinidad or to show that Latinidad is the new mainstream. And that's what we're doing at Hija de Tu Madre. Wow. That's really exciting. It's deep, right? Like you first read the name, you're like, pero coño, like that's a you little, know, it's a little rough. A little. But then you're like, wait a minute, not really. Yeah, I'm an hija de mi madre, definitivamente. And how long have you guys been around for? Yeah. So I started the company back in 2016. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, but 2016 was kind of a hot mess politically, culturally, mm. a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment. And I felt really called to create a place and a safe space for my culture and community. Um, I'm Mexican. My parents are Mexican immigrants. So I really wanted to I... tell Wow. what it meant to be Latina. What does it look like to be Latina when it's not involving stereotypes or corniness? And that's what we're doing over here. So Ooh. walk us through like the process of the like designs that come out. Like what's the creative process and who are you working with? How many fabulous people do you have at the Hija de Tu Madre headquarters? How many Hija de Tu Madre is working with? <laughs> yeah. How many? How uh, many hijas are there? And how many mothers? Hijas de su madre, one hijo de su madre. So, all oh, right, that was what I was going to ask. <laughs> so we're a very small and mighty team. Um, I think there's maybe almost 10 of us. And okay. We're going on almost six years. Um, we're a super tiny, tiny team, super lean, very humble. Um, I started this company with $500 in my parents' living room. 
we got a wow. warehouse maybe two years ago. So yeah, like we still have a ways to go. We barely scratched the surface. Ooh. Patty, I see you hustling with a truck, right? Going down like towards the the West Coast. I was telling uh, Rachel and Jamie, like you're like a hustler, hustler. Oh so my cool. God. <laughs> Yo, so like cool. you, I got, I saw you. You're a traveling I, hustler. Yeah, like, I like that. I love like that. Like a hustler Damn. on wheels. It's really amazing. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. You. Tell us about that. How, how, how you, how you start doing that? Yeah. So last year I had this crazy idea of how do we take Hija de Tu Madre to a lot of places with Latinos that are underrepresented. So we did a whole uh, tour. We called it a pop-up tour this year in the Southwest. We went to Dallas. We went to Houston, Basel, Tucson, Phoenix, all over the Southwest um, to really go to our customers and to our community that don't get cool stuff. Um, I keep joking that like we're like the coolest thing that ever happened to like Dallas, Texas this year. But um, yeah, I think we're just proving this point that like when you make space for people and when you help make people feel seen, even if it's through a T-shirt or a necklace, like people will show out for you. So that's what we've been doing all year is just bringing Hija de Madre to our Latino community across the country. So what before you started Hija de Madre, like, were you doing th- things in your career that was leading up to this? Uh, where you had, did you have always have interest in being kind of an entrepreneur, um, owning a owning a business or did, was it kind of like a left turn? I think so much of my career and life are mistakes and left turns. So <laughs> I'm sure y'all can relate, but like, you know, mm-hmm. Latinos stay hustling. Like I come from a long, long family of like hustlers, like people selling gum on the street, like <laughs> whatever. Oh, wow. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Latinos <laughs> sell like ice to polar bears, and I feel like that <laughs> just comes naturally to me. So I always had that kind of support, that entrepreneurial support and spirit, but. I majored in religious studies. I'm sure as you might imagine, there's not a lot of jobs waiting for you when you made (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I always had... It depends on the religion. You know, I know Scientology. Oh, yeah. Good point. I hear they, 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 you know, they got good... They got good, good health insurance and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. I messed up. I picked the wrong, I, I picked the wrong left turn. Um, but yeah, I so much of my life and my career is like being confused. You know, when I majored in religious studies, it's because I was confused spiritually. And then when I graduated, I was confused. I didn't know what to do. Um, I found myself getting in getting a design internship. So one design internship turned into a job and then that job turned into a freelance design business. And that freelance design business um, really gave me a lot of flexibility to start my hustle. And during that time, I took my freelance business to Mexico City. I was just like Mm. working on my stuff, managing my clients from abroad and really getting close to my culture and really getting to know what it means to be Mexican and improving my Spanish. Cause I'm a little no sabo and, um, <laughs> and yeah, using all of that confusion and like feeling lost to create Hija de tu Madre, which is kind of like a, such a strong statement of who I am and of my own cultural identity. Wow. Mm, I love that. Speaking of identity, I see one of your designs here. Sorry, yo soy así. Hey. Can you explain that? L- talk to us about what that means. <laughs> so I don't know about y'all, but I'm 
Benito Bad Bunny's number one fan. And uh, a lot of inspiration from Bad Bunny. And this is a line from uh, the song Titi Me Pregunto. And we just dropped this today. And, you know, I think for us, sorry, yo soy así. It, it goes back to being first gen and being multicultural. It's like, this is who I am. There's no code switching. There's no changing who I am. It's about being unapologetically Latina. And that's what we're preaching over here. Yeah, I love it. Now, I I like to say that August 12th is National Rachel Day. Okay, that's my birthday. I expect things (laughs) to come in the mail. I expect, you know, camps to not be in progress. Uh, I expect a ticker tape parade of some sort. It's a national holiday (laughs) on my birthday. Um, So that's just my expectation. And what I do uh, around what I like to say is my day. But it is nothing compared to what Patty Delgado has done for the calendar and for Latinas. So please explain to everyone who's listening to the Latinos Out Loud podcast right now what March 31st is the significance and what you done did. Mm. Gosh, you guys really did your research. I'm so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, no, March, March 31st is Hefa Day. Hefa, for those who don't know it. Uh, Hefa, wow. That translates to boss or girl boss in Spanish. Um, I'm a boss. I'm a yeah. boss. Ricky Ross. That. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so March 31st, we declared as Hefa Day because one, I felt very inspired at the time by like Latina Equal Pay Day. And for those that don't know, or historically, Latinas have been get are at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to pay. And but we be hustling, you know, and we get the less the least amount of representation when it comes to like hustle culture and entrepreneurship. And so really creating a day that is for us, you know, all the women in my family work hard, probably too hard. They need to sit down and take a break. Facts. So, Facts. Relax. Relax. Yes. Right. That. Yeah. Uh, relax, abuelita. You got to have a relax, abuelita. Get a tecate and relax. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> so March 31st is for us, you know, a day to like really honor women that are hustling and, you know, being mindful of, you know, all of our moves. We say, at Ihat Mother, we say like make hefa moves. And sometimes mm. make hefa moves means ignoring your email or like mm. quitting your job. So like really just being conscious and aware of progress and taking a break. Wow. You're a Forbes 30 under 30 designer. You're a hefa in there too. Amazing. Like Forbes, the Forbes, right? Wow. That's incredible. How does that work? Does Forbes call you up and is like, yo, this is Forbes. <laughs> we we got <laughs> We want you to be on one of our lists. Um, no, it's the other way. It's more like Forbes. Listen, listen to me. Uh, 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 tell you. Wow, yeah, I like it's that. More like that. Sit down, <laughs> Forbes. Sit down for a minute. Sit down. Let me talk yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. I like that. I like your hustle. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's a lot of different products going on your site. You know, you have. Um, you know, jewelry, clothes, you know, you have some like really cool, um, if you go to the site, there's like cool jean jackets or, you know, uh, any type of, uh, any type of flag, you know, uh, Latino flag you want, Latina. 
Um, and so, you know, how does, how does, how do you go about deciding you have notepads too, you know, you have a bunch of different things. How do you go deciding what to, um, you know, what, you know, what kind of stuff do you want to sell on a site? You know what I mean? What like, you know, and what do you think that is going to, is going to sell more than, did you have like surprising things that you, that are on the site that you're like, wow, I didn't think that this was going to do, do so well. This is great. Yeah. So I think it's two things. It's equal parts. My like crazy psychotic ideas before I go to sleep. So that's half of the formula. And then the other, like, it's like those, wouldn't it be cool if like those types of conversations. Yeah, yeah. So it's that. And then also going back to Scientology, like we have a cult following of Latino. I like this. (laughs) Tell me what to do. And so a lot of it is like, I'm so lucky that we have this community that feels so supported and that they can just tell me, yo, I need you to make this necklace or I need you to make this t-shirt with this saying or check this out, which is really awesome. Um, For example, like I mentioned, I'm Mexican. I'm from LA. It's a very kind of Mexican dominated area, but like the Peruvian community, for example, shows up for me. And sometimes our Peruvian products are colors because again, it goes back to being seen when people feel seen and supported, like they will come and show out for you. So I think we're really, I'm always trying to make more space and we do that through products. So I'd love to add more countries to the collection or more identities. Yeah, the Peru, the Perugian jacket sold out. So the Peruvians are coming out in droves for your, <laughs> wow. for your stuff. Aye. Yes, exactly. Yo, you know, Dominica, Dominicanos, Boricuas, oh, wow. okay. you, need to make, you, you need to represent. You, you need know? to get these jackets. Absolutely. You got to sell them out too. You know what I mean? Aye. Um, and, and so, and also you were talking about design. Like you're, like uh, a lot of your products, like the, the, like it's very like the colors are bold. It's like bright, right? A lot of pink. Is that also coming from you or is, you know, are you, does that, is that, you know, that is very similar to your own personal style? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. It's like, I'm like low key afraid of color and like in terms of no, color. Really? And you got so, orange hair. I know, but like, well, <laughs> it's gray every day. Believe me. Uh, no, okay, that's a yeah. thing. That's like a female thing. I hear you. I hear you. You get it. And so I feel like the audience or our community, I should say, like really inspires me to like make things like that are out of my comfort zone. So like we have a t-shirt that says Echeleganas, that's like this mustard yellow. And I'm like, all right, let's, I guess the people want mustard yellow. Let's do it. And it's like a top seller. So the people want color and that's what we're doing. Mm. The people want color. color. I know. So Fati, we have a listenership that has a a myriad, various different backgrounds, lots of entertainers, entrepreneurs like yourself, like us here at Latinos Out Loud. I have a few questions. I'd love to delve into your business because I... I would assume that, you know, everybody at some point has had that idea like, yo, you got to put that on a T-shirt, bro. You got to put that on a T-shirt, yo. Like, yo, you got to put that on a bumper sticker, yo. Like, I, or is that just me? Because I, like, I go through that almost daily, but I am not an apparel maker or designer. But anyway, I want to know about the business side of things. Like, how do you function and thrive as a business? And, and my part B to that question is, can you share with us what does your day-to-day look like? Yeah. 
Um, so I think my day to day is really putting out different fires every day. Like that's what mm. it is, is this conflict, 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 like this didn't show up today or like this is late or, you know, my laptop broke or, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like always putting out fires and having to be learning how to adapt. Like, I wish I had a schedule. I really wish I did, but I think, you know, that's like the pain of being a young entrepreneur is like every day is like a new battle or like a new struggle. And my job is just the fixer at this point. Like I just be fixing problems every day. <laughs> I like that. It Fix sounds like you're solution oriented. Um, and yeah, that's hefa. That's a hefa move right there. Like, Facts. yo, if if people come and see you like the deli counter, like, yo, Pati, let me get a half a pound of like corned beef. Like if people just come to you with their requests and you're fulfilling their like needs, that's a hefa move for sure. So back to the other question for those out there yep. that are considering becoming an entrepreneur in this field, back to the beginning of that question because I know there are some entrepreneurs out there. I, I'm curious, how do you develop a business plan to launch a company like mm. Hija de Tu Madre? Mm. What goes into that? Yeah, I think for me, when I go back and I think about when I started and like, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have rich parents. I didn't have a line of credit. What is a line of credit? You know, like when you're 25, mm. figuring it out. So I think like just not having enough resources, but having a crazy ego and understanding that like there's a need in the market, like, and you guys are doing it too. It's like Latinos want to be seen. They want their own spaces, their own media, yes, their own TV shows. Like, you know, like when I was growing up, the only time that there was representation was either like housekeepers or like El Cholo on the TV. You know? It's like either <laughs> gang related or like, you know, housekeeping and that type of labor. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. those are like, uh, that's fine. But like, we're more than just that. You know what I mean? So I think at the time I felt like, okay, like, what does it mean to be Latina in this time? What does it mean to be Latinx? And how can I show that? Because these people want to buy from their community. They want to buy from people that understand them. So I think my advice would be like understanding like what is the opportunity or the problem and how can you provide a solution um, and being different. I can't stress that enough. Like Facts. my company is called Hija de Tu Madre. Like if, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Mm. And that's okay. <laughs> Not everyone's going to get it. And that's an advantage. Mm. Got your own lane, girl. Mm -hmm. So... What is like the future for Ia de tu madre? Do you are there are there things that you want to continue to kind of expand on um, on what you guys do? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think I would love for Ia de tu madre to be this household name. You know, like Latinos are about to be like the U.S. majority. Like we have so much buying power. I'd love for us to have like our own space, our own brick and mortar in different cities across the country. Um, And I think more partnerships, you know, um, I know you guys uh, interviewed Esperanza from PepsiCo. We just, yes. shout out to her. We did an amazing yes. partnership with PepsiCo. So I'd love to keep working with like these global brands to like th that make space for us, you know, and that really help elevate small businesses like mine. I'd love that Nike mm -hmm. partnership at some point. Uh, Hi. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. 
Tonight, where you at? I was going to ask you about like distribution. Are you looking to be carried in stores? Do you want to launch your own stores, like storefronts, or what? What's the thought about that, if if any? Yeah, um, I would love for us to do do different types of retail experiences. So, like for example, um, you know, like us going on tour in this like giant pink truck. You know, I think that's my uh, idea of stores, you know, I don't really want like the cookie cutter storefront, but like, how do we create a space for us? That's very different and unique. So, you know, like, how do we do the pop-up experience, but also, you know, leverage, like, I don't know, target. I don't know. Some, I don't know if you're listening, target. Target. Um, Nike and Target. And Target. Hey, right, you, you never know. know. We, I be never surprised know. at who's listening sometimes. That's why I'm asking you these questions. How can we help? Uh-huh. Let's get it Thank out there. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, there, well, I'm open. I'm open for opportunities. I'd love, I just want more people to have access to our brand because we need it. Our community needs this type of representation. So how do you guys come up with these new designs? Do you task your staff? Are you like, you know, because the one about sorry, like how does that work? How does that get developed? Yeah. So as of right now, you know, I mentioned we're a very tiny, tiny team. Um, there's like barely 10 of us. So a lot of the concepts and the creative like st- kind of starts with me and me just like scrolling on my phone or like me listening to my parents and they like, call me some like rude thing in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, this is a great (laughs) idea for a t-shirt or like a necklace. Um, So I think it's a lot of living, you know, it's a lot of nostalgia too. Like me going and hanging out with my family, visiting the motherland um, Mm. and then using that inspiration to like, you know, have a bigger conversation and to make products essentially. Um, I'm a designer too. So like, it's just like easy for me to stay up to like 2 a.m. Just like working on like some crazy idea. Wow. Yeah, that's the life, right? It's so it does. You don't know when the idea is going to come. You don't know how do you are you like we're comedians here. So like we utilize our notes, right? Like if there's a joke that pops up or something that we put want to put into a script later, it's like, yo, Siri, write this down real quick, girl. You know, uh, but like, how do you <laughs> what? Do you write stuff down or do you have somebody that you call? You're like, yo, I just had this amazing light bulb moment. Let me just tell you like what what is what's that like? (laughs) Oh, my notes app in my phone is very chaotic. Like, (laughs) if you know, you know, like I love my notes app. Um, My screenshots folder on my phone is insane. Cause the same mm. thing is like, I'm always looking for inspiration and always collecting things. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I've also learned. And like, I think this is also advice for like people trying to start a business is like, keep your ideas to yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, you need that inflated I, like ego to like get it going to the next step. Cause once you share that idea with somebody and they're insecure or they're having a bad day, like they will shut you down so fast. So like keep those mm. ideas to yourself. Don't get validation from anybody else. Just like run with it until it doesn't work out anymore. Mm, I love that advice. Hattie, tell everybody where they can find your stuff and where they can find you on social if you want them to find you. Because if you don't want them to find you, that's another thing, you know? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay too. Yes, absolutely. You can find us at ihatumadre.com, ihatumadre on Instagram, and ihatumadre.com 
LA on TikTok. I'd be posting really cute videos. So please go like them. And yeah, and you can follow my personal shenanigans at Party Skinny. Yeah. I can tell you're a lot of fun just by the hair color. I swear. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. Girl, you are so young to be doing what you're doing. We really want to celebrate you here at Latinos Out Loud. It's really remarkable. Esperanza could not stop talking about you. So mm. immediately we had to reach out and we're just really proud of you. We're proud of all the creators like you. Such a Maybe you think it's a small shop, but such a big voice. And that's what's really important the impact that you're making not the numbers that it takes to make the impact so congrats to you girl do it do it it. thank you one more time throw your head throw your shirts around spit it like a helicopter for patty delgado right now all right yeah. Take your door, Carolina. Woo! Take your shirt off. Spin it around your head. So it's like a helicopter. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a rapper, but I think the oh, lyrics. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Patty. Thanks for coming on the Thank show. You. Thanks for Thank taking you. the time out. You're, you're at headquarters right now, probably working and twerking and doing everything you got to do. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This was great. What an honor. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Yeah, guys, that's it. One time for Patti Delgado. Love it. Wow. I really love when we get entrepreneurs on the show. Uh, I really love when we get creatives. I just love the show. I just, I love, (laughs) I just love the show. I love Latinos Out Loud and how we get to invite these really cool people that put us on to cool stuff and they're doing it for this really cool community of ours. She's doing it for the culture, yo. Make those jefa moves, girl. Why the jefa moves? National Jefa Day? Like, who she just, she created a day, a a nationally recognized day. Can we take, take off of work that day? Yeah, that'll be a good, that's a good idea. Only the jefas. Only the jefas. Only the jefas can take off of work. (laughs) You guys, what do you think of a Latinos Out Loud day? Oh. Any buyers here? Anybody interested? No? I mean. Sounds good. That sounds good, Rachel. You know, make it a block party, you know, have people. I think there's National Podcast Day, right? Yeah, in September, I think. But like. Maybe we should do National Latino Podcast Day because that doesn't exist. Ooh. Yeah, who's the person that you go to to like put those into uh, to make it uh, mm. official? You know, what I mean? you gotta go There's to Congress gotta be a guy. to be like, yo, how the can Webbies, we, make this like we go a to day? the Webbies, the Webby, the Webby Awards, maybe one day, uh, you know. Maybe. Frank, don't you know a guy? You have to know a guy you know that what? can adjust wanna, the calendar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna have to find out. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta know somebody. Some of these make it yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make it happen. Yes, Definitely. yes. Well, you guys, if you out there know of an, another entrepreneur or somebody doing it big like Bati, send her or him or they or however they identify our way. Let us know. Hit us up, 978 Latinos on Instagram. We are Latinos Out Loud on our personal Instagrams. Um, guys, should we do a Kelo K before we wrap the episode? Yeah, we're not. Let's do that. Let's do it.
LOL. Uh, I love things with three syllables. Okay, who's going to go first? Anybody? <laughs> I'll let one of you guys go first. Oh. Hey, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, Jay Ferns, Instagram, J underscore Ferns, Twitter. Um, that's pretty much it. Shout out to all the LOLs that listen in every week. Yeah. Or right. you know, every other week. I don't know what your schedule is. Maybe you listen to it every other. Maybe you binge it once a month, you know? There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, right? And there's no wrong way to listen to LOL Latinos Ooh. Out Loud. Ooh. That's true. So I will bring it to Rachel. Sure. Um, it's been a busy few weeks. Uh, I just want to shout out everybody supporting the podcast. We've had some pretty great meetings these last few days about potential partnerships. So I'm really excited to talk about that when we can. I also mm-hmm. have to shout out my oldest boy turned seven years old the other day on June 16th. Woo! Yes. My daughter. Seven, my lucky number. Yes. Lucky. Big boy. Seven. Yeah. And all Amazing. of a sudden, the day he turned seven, he just started having like bigger boy problems. He comes to me. He's like, mom, my voice is changing. Can you tell? I'm like, really? Like overnight? <laughs> and, um, you know, he's having not problems, you know, seven-year-old issues that I'm like, oh, he is getting older. Uh, now there's some conversations about girls and right. conversations about... Boy. You know, it's all downhill. It's all downhill from here, boy. I can't believe it. Yo, not for nothing. Okay, I'll share a little bit of momity right now because I still don't know how to like unpack this. But uh, he was jumping on the trampoline with the neighbor the other day, and Uh um, I might have brought this up. And I, I was just sipping my coffee or doing something in the on the other side of the yard, and they were talking about kissing girls. And then when I came closer and I was like, what? And Donovan was like, oh, I was telling our neighbor how I kiss you, mommy. I like to kiss you, mommy. (laughs) You're you're the only girl I kiss, mommy. And I like like to kiss you, mommy. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. What in the what in the world? So any advice on that? I'm open because I also want to like navigate this right, yo. Um, Hey, at seven, I wasn't talking about kissing girls. I was still playing with action figures. (laughs) <laughs> I was still making my action figures like kiss each other and shit, you know? My boy man, D. you kiss She-Ra. Yeah. I think it was innocent. I think it was just about like, well, he didn't even use the word kissing. He used the word smooch. So, smooch. I, I don't know. Wow. That's an old school term. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you're going to smooch that dame? Yeah. He's a classy kid. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> uh, but anyway, happy birthday to him, my special boy. I love being a mom so much and watching them grow is really fantastic. It's scary, fantastic, magical, and it's just happening so fast. Dope. Frank. Yeah. What about you, I'm going to keep on. I don't, I don't have a que lo que. I was going to wish Donovan a happy seventh. Uh, nice. uh, Glory. Right. Glory had a birthday also, right? Mm hmm. Glory Mora, um, oh, Jamie had a birthday so also this week. I was waiting. For and and, and Andrew had a birthday also. His his nephew. So Here it was a week. I, every time Here I turned on the, the 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 social media, there was a birthday around the corner. So, so I was like, it was. It was like. Let's take it. A was moment. it was it was Thank nuts. You. And then I can found we, out Jamie and Andrew are not even a day apart. I was like, what apart. the hell? Like, can we what take the Father's the Day? Is the next Happy for oh man! Can yeah. we take? moment jamie happy birthday birthday my brother yeah oh my- jamie thank you yeah. thank you 
know that i'm joking but there, i didn't get a, i didn't get someone dming me like i thought i was gonna get maybe one dm like yo you really get botox <laughs> maybe um, nobody so. wanted to ask you but i did i was like i'm not gonna i'm gonna ask him and i'm gonna ask him on the podcast uh but you know, you I, know. <laughs> no, I did birthday botox funny alliteration there uh i didn't I don't get Botox. At least, oh, but, you know. Oh, shit. I was going to say. I was uh, like, wait. I mean, okay. people that do. You can get yeah. that subtle one. You know, you can get the subtle shit. Right here um, with the little wrinkles right here in the, on the, on the right, forehead, you know. You know. I think if, <laughs> if I did get it, I probably wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't admit to it. Like on Right, right. I didn't think you know. so. Wait, so tell us about So the fact that your... I did say it means like I don't get it. If I'm not. Yeah, yeah. If I'm being secretive about it, that means I do get it. Oh, but did man. you have a good birthday, Jamie? Was it special? Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. You know, I went to a Fatima and I went ate at a steakhouse on the day be, the night before, Ooh. and then the day of, um, just did a whole family thing. And so, you know, like you said, my nephew Andrew also's birthday, Father's Day. So our wow. the the family thing was like a. You know, a combination of celebrating everybody's, you know, because wow. he was, Andrew was there, my fa- uh, the fathers, you know, uh, all these fathers were there. So uh, it ends up becoming, you have to share, you have to share your your celebration yeah. with other people. It's so summer. lovely. And there's other people in my family that, that have a, a birthday in June as well. So, um, but um, yeah, you know, the older you get, birthdays are, little, are less more like excited, you know, you're less excited about them and more like. Here's another one. Here we go. Another one. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but but uh, what yeah. a special one. It was cool. First time as husband and wife celebrating yeah, all those wow. fun yeah. events. It's different First now. First married you're, birthday. Yeah, you're in your next chapter. It's fun to watch from afar. Um, and also, you didn't have the easiest year, Jamie. You had a lot thrown at you. Yeah. You did. And you made yeah, it, it was a bro. Year. You did it. You made it. You look great. Nice. <laughs> Botox or no Botox? <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Kudos to you. I don't know if you're going to admit it, and, and let alone on the podcast. No! So I still like, have my doubts. <laughs> I mean, look, if I did it, like, I don't know if I would, if I would be honest about right? it. But maybe. Exactly. <laughs> But if it came off good, maybe I'd be like, yo, you wouldn't even know that I got this shit. That's how good this shit is. But what if, if I got that shit, if I got a bad, I don't know. I don't know how, if I got a bad dose of, a, you know, a bad needle of one of them, and you see my my eye, one eyebrow looks bigger than the other, then you know that. I, shit, you know, if you look like I Justin got, Bieber, you know, you seen Justin Bieber's th- oh, thing with his yeah. eye? Yeah, you don't want that, man. Yeah. Justin yeah. looked messed up. I don't know I don't what know. drugs he was be- doing. He looking bad. At this bad. moment, I'd be too paranoid to get it because I, I just, I feel like once you get something and it's, uh, you know, <laughs> you get something and it's in your face, you can't hide it if it's on your face. So if it doesn't come off the way you want it to come out, people are gonna notice that you did something. Yeah. Uh, Not that I, I analyze. I'm a little bit gun shy. I'd be too gun shy right now. Not that I analyzed <laughs> your forehead, but I did, and I'm like, wow, like he. It's very subtle if he did do it, and I may ask him for who did it for him. So, uh, you know, oh, I need a referral. Anyway, um, Jamie, happy it's birthday. Natural cream. There's a lot of moisturizers. Uh, uh, 
you know, fellas, you know, do your, uh-huh. your cleansers, your moisturizing, you know, and you then, take uh, good care of your skin. You do. Uh, for yeah, right now, biscuit. but you know, the older you get, the more then 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 you gotta then uh, there's nothing you can do other than like <laughs> nothing helps. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> helps. There's gonna be an age where it's just like okay, I, I feel like I feel like the age the age gods came for Jamie, but right now I feel like I'm aging pretty good. So and wait till right. kids are in play. When kids are in play, forget it. Yeah, like, you know, I used to take such good care, such good care of my skin. Now, like when I'm putting lotion on their ass, I'm like, let me get some of that lotion for my face. Mommy's face is dry. <laughs> you know, like wiping baby cream off, off their buttons, putting a smear on my forehead because I need the moisture. Um, I thought but, Gerber baby food on the skin is pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Ew. Gives you that youthful baby. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but you know what I have been using? And this is so Dominican. My little guy, Benji, has like sensitive skin just like me. So the mosquitoes, they get him bad. Pero natural aloe plant. Just aloe. Like from, from the plant. You know, it's all over the nice. place in DR. You know what I'm saying? And, and and you're just like, you grow up around it. You're like, ah, it's just a nice plant to look at. No. The medicinal value of aloe. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm a curandera, you know. Vera, but yeah. I use it when I get like sunburn. Hello. Yeah. So try it. Okay. Uh, that's it. Are we wrapping the episode? Did we do everything yeah. we were supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, happy yeah, birthday, yeah, yeah. Jamie. Enjoy Mazatov to many, many more. Um, this podcast, yes, sir. we we raised this podcast to you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Uh, thanks Thank for you. rocking out with us, Latinos <laughs> Out Loud, Eloeleros. I guess on that note, we out!